Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the Arsaholics. Thank you for tuning in as always. Raj, Aaronin, how are we doing lads? Good, good mate. Good. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good, good. All good. Happy with the win. Um, yeah, so four wins in, in a row now in the league. First time under Arteta. Um, we're recording on the whistle, so pretty much, yeah, straight after the game. Um, Crystal Palace won, Arsenal three. I think we all thought that was heading for an a draw, another draw, um, and a disappointing result. But we managed to get two really good goals at the end of the game and, and snatch the three points. I mean, I was just going to ask you guys about the performance, really, because I personally didn't think it was it was a great performance. I thought we were pretty average for the duration of the game. Um, maybe it's just the moments of quality that shone through in terms of the, the goals. Um, but yeah, yeah. How did you guys? How did you guys think it went? How do you think we we played today? Um, yeah, I, I disagree a bit, Mike. I thought that um, until they scored, I was quite satisfied with our performance because I thought there was just a lot that wasn't really going in our favour today. Um, firstly, I thought that um, you know having the fans there, Palace having their fans there for the first time this season, and their fans are generally great fans anyway, right? So that atmosphere would have really buoyed Palace. Foy uh, Hodgson's last game, there was a lot of reasons why they would have wanted to do well, and a lot of things driving them. Um, and then, I'm sure we'll get onto this in more detail later, but I thought the refereeing was horrendous. I thought they could very easily have been down to 10 men after a few minutes. They could have been down to 10 men later. Uh, but those things, in the past, it feels like there have been games where when those things don't go our way, it's really affected us. But we stuck at it. We scored. We controlled the game in the first half, I thought. Second half, again, I thought we controlled it without creating much. We controlled it. But then when they scored, then I thought we were rubbish right until injury time. I I thought we were pretty poor for most of the game. I think, Raj, you're probably right. The, the fact that they had a crowd there obviously gave them a huge advantage and they were right up it, like right up for it the whole game. And I think that did affect the referee and some of his decision-making. Um, I think he got overwhelmed by a few things, especially in that first half. But I look at the overall performance and I think we are except that you know the last two or three minutes we we really lack in chance creation we really lack in our ability to transition from defense to attack but we won so you know if all of our games are like this then I'm perfectly happy but I think there are going to be bigger games next season where we want, if we don't play better than that, then we probably lose those games. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair, mate. I think ugh, the problem is when you go away anywhere in the Premier League, like maybe bar some of the relegation candidates, well, people have got relegated, but even even them, to be honest, no game's easy when, when you're away. And I know this season away and home has been irrelevant, but today was a proper away game, you know? Mm. Um, and you're not you're not really going to get that many chances. Uh, I, I do agree. I think the stats don't look very good in terms of until injury time. I think we had had like three or four shots on goal. I think it was really low. And that's been a problem, to, to, you know, generally through the season. But what I found a bit more frustrating with that actually was there's there was a lot of times where I thought we got in good positions, the balls whipped across, and there wasn't 
the Obama Yang that you would have hoped for being there. Um, so I think the fact that there weren't many shots, I'm not sure personally how much of it was to do with chance creation and how much of it was actually to do with poor movement from our forward players in that in in the final third in the box. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think Oba was really poor and that that had an effect. And I think he was at fault actually for their goal as well. Um, but yeah, let, let's look. The the points are what counts and mm. we got them. And yeah, we had those three moments of quality and they were, um, you know, three really top moments. Just a shame that we're not really good enough yet as a team to, you know, to make it look like we consistently create those moments of quality throughout the game. It just, they just seem a bit random right now. Let's um let's talk about the goals then um and the match uh, a bit more specifically in a bit more detail. So yeah, the first goal it was <clears throat> it was a very very good move, wasn't it? Um and it showed, I mean that Saka Tierney combo again, which we've seen a lot this season, but I think the thing that stood out for me was yeah, Kieran Tierney like how much we missed him in that period that we really needed him um a few weeks ago, such a massive player for us and a big kind of driving force down that left hand side. And yeah, the goal comes, like I said, from a really good move and Pepe um was in the right place for for it with a good good finish as well. There's so much quality in that goal, right? Um Saka's back heel's quality, Tierney's cross was quality, Pepe's run and finish were quality. The interchange between Saka and 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 um and Tierney before the kind of the back heel even I thought that was really impressive you know what, what I really loved about it guys actually though is like obviously before that if you remember Tierney goes down near the Palace fans after he gets kicked in the back of the leg he made a meal out of it it was you know he obviously made a meal out of it and the crowd are booing him and they're booing him you know every time he got the ball from then on and it, it reminded me of something quite funny because like the other day on Sky Sports they were showing one of these old Celtic Rangers games and it was Kieran Tierney's playing in that and he must be I don't know you know 19 at this time and you can hear like the fierce rivalry is so obvious that that you know the stick the celtic players are getting is so obvious and you know it made me made me think about how much he would have had to you know deal with in those old firm derbies being booed is not something he's gonna care about being booed is not something that's going to put Kieran Tierney off his game in any way. And it just felt that he got better when they were booing him. I did not see him misplace a single pass or do anything with any hesitation after, you know, they started booing him. And that cross was just perfect in front of the fans who, you know, where, where the incident had happened. Um, so I loved it. I loved it for that reason. Anything to that, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> Speechless. Uh, I, I I also loved it. <laughs> and I agree. I, I was actually thinking something very similar. Um, you know, it it almost felt like uh, it today almost felt like a, a bit like a new season to a certain extent. Like crowds are back, new kit, mate. That's why everything new yeah. kit. Oh yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I I don't think Kieran Tierney was that bothered by the crowd. And I, I think we've missed him so much. Him and, you know, Jacka really helped build up our play on that left-hand side. And without them, we really struggle. So, you know, let's let's hope we rectify some of those deficiencies in the summer. Yeah, well, yeah we'll have to leave that for another another episode, I think. Um, the, yeah, about another five more episodes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Discuss that. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, we went in, went in at halftime at 1-0 up. Um, and 
they got their goal from a from a set piece in the second half, and um, Warren and you alluded to it. Um, Abamyang at full. I don't. I'm not sure what what is that because he played everyone on side or am I... I think he was a bit deeper and he yeah. wasn't really holding the line yeah uh, but I mean he is you can kind of forgive him for that would you not say he's I mean not on a set play Fair I enough. mean he's, he's not he's not like he's really he's extremely deep where he's kind of playing you know he's he's he's, he's behind the line slightly right he's not like hmm. completely out yeah, of position he, he was the closest to the ball right so you could say that actually he's not looking yeah someone front. should someone who is in front behind him just should tell him to step up a bit do you not um do you not think um i think it was on any first and then gabriel but they kind of just got bullied a bit by benteke oh absolutely yeah, yeah. i think there are a number of errors there so i think over should have you know if over's holding the line then i think benteke is probably offside um but even then i think Elneny goes to ground very easily Mm-hmm. And you know, I know the VAR looked at it, but no referee is going to give that as a penalty or sorry, as a as a foul and disallow a goal for that. I don't think. Strange, strange. I think worse decisions have been made this season. I, I mean, I agree. Like he went down softly. Um, I think Gabriel. It looked like Gabriel just tripped as opposed to you know kind of being pushed to the ground. But yeah, El Nenny was soft. But um, yeah, like it for me, it was just like an, another one of those. Yes, it wasn't. I'm not saying it should have been disallowed. I'm not saying that, but it was just another one of the decisions that just didn't go our way. So that so that was one where, for example, yes, probably shouldn't have gone our way, but the ones that should have, you know, didn't. And it just it just typified a, I think, a game where it just felt like we were going to get no help from the officials, even if we deserved it. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I don't know. I, 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 they didn't really. It didn't look like with the offside decision they went for the lines. It felt like. They just because there there's three stages or whatever it is of VAR review, right? The the eyesight bit, the line. It, it didn't look like they went for the line, so it seemed like they were very clear. They thought that it was very clear that he was onside. Um, looked quite close to me. Uh, I, I was mm. surprised they didn't bring the lines out. Yeah, I didn't think it was off, but again, I I don't think anyone really understands the process of what they do these days and when they get the lines out, when they don't get the lines out. Um, I think in the, like, if I think of how VAR should work, I think that's how I'd want it to work for a referee to look at it and say, is that offside? Like when you start drawing lines, I just, I don't like it. But, um, yeah, I I don't think it was offside. I think it was a perfectly legitimate goal. Um, but we just need to be stronger and more organized at our set place. I can't say you don't like them drawing lines. And what's the whole point of VAR otherwise, right? Because then you've just got some other bloke who's just looking at it. Yeah, but like he's looking at it. And like, I think a lot of the, like, I, I think if you can't tell yeah. from the naked eye on a camera, then like, I wonder if you even need to draw the lines. Like, for the, I know like you can talk about technically offside and the te- getting the technical right decision. But I think football has shown that actually sometimes people don't want Oh, I understand sacrifice. what you mean. I understand yeah. what you People mean. People don't want to yeah, sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. We'll give the benefit speed. to the yeah, 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 yeah. Give the benefit to the attacker. And say I can't tell. Yeah. I'm just going to give it to the attacker. Yeah, I get what you mean. I completely agree with that. Yeah, but then there's. Yeah, I mean, this this could turn. So I'm not going to ask that question because it could turn. We are in offsides. Um, okay, so yeah, we one one. I mean, Raji said it. You know, we weren't particularly good, or we were pretty rubbish after we conceded. I think Palace dominated, um, but. 
the goal that we scored, I think it was around the 89th, 90th minute. I think just before that, they had a penalty shout from Zaha, didn't they? And I don't think they showed a replay because we went and scored um, straight afterwards. But um, I, I thought I thought that might have been quite a close call, but I guess it wasn't. It would have been reviewed. But in terms of our goal, <clears throat> obviously Erdegaard came off the bench um, and I guess he made the difference. It was a fantastic... I mean, it was a good build-up play. I think we were we were looking for that, weren't we? I felt like when we did have the ball, we were, we were building up patiently and I was getting frustrated, to be fair, because it felt like one of those where we just weren't going to get the opening. But, um, you know, it's a fantastic ball. One of those balls that's just so hard to defend against. Um, and all Martinelli has to do, I say all he has to do, but it was a really good run from deep from him. And I thought he kind of messed it up in the first the first touch because I'm guessing he was trying to score um, with his first touch. But luckily it kind of landed quite nicely for him and he was able to just tap it in. But um, yeah, that bit of quality. I, from thought, a, I thought he missed the, the second. I thought he put it wide, yeah. I, th- I thought he put it wide, there's no. <laughs> um, and then I was like, oh, it's gone in. But it was weird because obviously there are fans in the ground and... When um when you have the fake crowd, you know, you get a reaction when you listen to the fake crowd, but there are literally no away fans there. Mm. So there was just no noise. Um except the commentator, which I thought was, was just quite funny. Um <clears throat> But yeah, like fair play to him. Um he had that game when he played up front, Martinelli, and looked quite ineffective, but he is shown that, you know, when he's in the box and he's in possession of the ball. He is quite direct and makes things happen. And he has that hunger and that desire to just get on the end of things, which is like so rare in our team. Completely. I, 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 it was really nice because after his last performance, if you, when he started at centre-forward last game, I think we were all quite critical about aspects of his performance that game, where it was more around the off the ball movement you need to do as a striker and the awareness in the box and you know thinking about is he more of a raw player and does he need to learn more of that kind of you know how you actually be a poacher or whatever it is and it was the perfect like it's a perfect example of how you do that well like he was completely alert he gambled um and it's one of those things that if it doesn't if he doesn't make contact you know, if he doesn't convert it, no one really talks about it. It's not even a thing. It's not even regarded as a big miss. It's just regarded as a, oh, you know, that was a close, but you know, mm. it, it wouldn't, you don't even talk about it. So oh, that was excellent. And I think it, we can talk about systems and tactics and, you know, f- failing in, in, in how we build up or whatever it is. But today was just such evidence to me that you need quality moments mm. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't in in injury time. You need a player who's that good to put in that kind of ball, and you need a player who's that good to make the movement and really gamble. And you know, you, you need that. And then even in Pepe's third goal, which we'll come on to, it's just all individual quality. And um, yeah, that's just for, for me. Like we've spent so many. How many pods have we recorded talking about? you know, haven't created enough chances and haven't this. And, and it's all, all those things are true. I'm not saying they aren't true, but when it comes down to it, ultimately games are won on stuff like this, aren't they guys? Like yeah. moments of quality when it matters. I can't even remember the last time we won a game with a goal in the last five minutes. Mm. Um, was, this season. There was the Europa League game, wasn't there? Um, when Aubameyang scored the header at the far post, was it Olympiacos? Yeah. I think it was like, there was, that, that was, that was like 88th minute or something. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, Ketty has scored that equaliser against them. 
Oh, Fulham. Fulham. Yeah, true. Yeah. It was like yeah, that's seven true. minutes into injury time. Maybe, we maybe we're getting better at it. Yeah, um, but, you know, one of my biggest criticisms of this team is how we attack in the last 10 minutes where it's just so cautious and so passive. And, you know, we, we often play um, the last 10 minutes of the game sometimes like it's the first 10 minutes of the game. Like you remember against Villarreal, just so cautious and so passive. And there were elements of that today where I thought, um, you know, the urgency isn't there. But, you know, when we do create those few chances, we absolutely have to take them. And thankfully today we did. Mm. Completely. Completely yeah. agree. Um, and then the third goal, which came shortly after, um, yeah, Nicolas Pepe. I mean, it's the kind of thing that you pay £70 million for, isn't it, really, um, for, a, for a wide player, wide forward. Um, we know that he's got the talent to do this, and this is, the, I guess, the frustration. Um, but saying that, I, I, and he seems like a bit of a Marmite player for Arsenal fans. It feels like there is a bit of a... You know, he like I was having a chat um, with some other Arsenal fans in, a, in, a, in another WhatsApp group, which like cheating on you guys. But, um, <laughs> um, and they, you know, I was kind of like, you know, he's been one of our best players in the last few weeks or recently. You know, when he's been given the minutes, he's been coming up with, um, you know, output essentially. Um, and he's been dangerous and he's been delivering. Um, and they were like, you know, but no, he needs to do it when it matters. You know, what what what, what does it matter now when there's nothing to play for? And I say, you know, you could say that about majority of the players really it wasn't just Pepe it was a reason that we went out in the Europa League um but yeah I mean, he was he was arguably a reason why we stayed in for so long exactly exactly yeah good point um mm -hmm. and um like I feel like I mean we said it so I know we're kind of going off topic on, on the goal but just on Pepe we said at the start of the season you know he had his first season which was a bit hit and miss, hit and miss um and we said this was his season to kind of to shine or not basically it was almost like the judgment will be made on him this season um, and I don't know it's a hard one isn't it because like I said he's he has delivered goals he has delivered assists I think he's got I think it's 14 goals this season six assists I could be wrong on that um, but I saw a stat where he's got a goal or assist every 142 minutes which is not not bad it's not bad in a pretty average team you know if we're calling ourselves a mid-table team that's not too bad um but yeah, I mean, look, apart from the goal, which was really, really good, and I was very, very impressed with the goal. Um, which one? There were two. Pepe, like, what, what do you guys think? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, we'll talk about yeah, 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 I know the, the second one, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Like, what, what, what's your judgment on Pepe? Like, we're coming to the end of the season. Do you think, you know, is, is he? I don't, I don't know. Is, you know. I'm almost going to say, has he been a success or not? And I don't think he's necessarily been a success. But where does he stand in your your minds? Mm, I look the goal today was ridiculously good mm. um, both actually the finish today and if he can do what he done today um, every two three games I think that as that's all we can ask I think he's still just a little bit inconsistent and even in the games himself like he'll go 60 70 minutes and do absolutely nothing but he is one of those players who does have the quality to actually do something special like there are very few players if anyone in our team who could do what he did for that third goal today mm. um maybe you could argue Saka does that Aubameyang is not going to do that Lacazette's not going to do that um Smith Rowe's not going to do that Erdogan's not going to do that um so you want players like that to make it happen and he is 
yeah, he's slowly shifting the balance to doing more good than like I think in his first season he was. You hear some moments where he was really bad, mm. and now I think he's gone from those. Moments, he's not really bad in the, nowadays. He doesn't go and have bad games. He just goes and has quiet games where you know he keeps the play moving, but just doesn't do anything special. And hopefully now he can start shifting that balance to actually saying, "Well, I'm going to start doing more." top level things to justify my place in this team yeah i think a couple of things i think today actually over the 90 minutes i don't think he played very well i don't think he really did that much that's what i mean yeah you know and uh, and i think but i think that's okay like if you're going to be the type of player that is all about individual moments then doing what he did today is fine okay like you know he, he scored the important first goal and scored a quality final one yeah wicked uh Myers, i think to your, to your point like 14 goals is still pretty decent for a wide player to come away with 14 goals at the end of the season is is pretty good. In this yeah. team as well. In, a team that doesn't create chances. Mm. team that doesn't create chances. Ex- exactly. And I think maybe if you flip it and think, well, really, it's not necessarily been a case where he's been performing sporadically throughout the season. He kind of had a pretty average, poor first half of the season like the rest of the squad did. And the second half of the season, he's been really good. If he... If the second half of the season, if he continued that form, if we got Pepe for what we got for the second half of the season, and it's good because it's the most recent half of the season, if we got that in a whole season, he probably gets you 20 goals at least. That's really good. If you get a wide player who's going to score 20 goals, then it doesn't matter if he drifts in and out of games. 20 goals for a wide player is really impressive. Therefore, to get 14, I think at this stage, given the season we've had, I think you've got to feel positive about it. If you don't feel positive about it, then you're probably doing it an injustice in the analysis because, you know, as I said, you know, all the all the numbers point to it. We've been a com- completely different beast since December, mid-December. Um, and luckily, that's, the, that's this half of the season. Uh, so, look, mate, I think overall, I think he's had an average season overall given we've all players you know the, the squad we we're not in a position we want to be but i think the trend mm. you know i think it's really positive it, it also wasn't helped by the fact that in that first half of the season you know william started over him most of the time um so he's only really had half a season of like being you know if not first choice one of the first choice players in that position Mm. Um, and you know, maybe if you know if he was given a run in the team earlier on, he might have just pulled something out of the hat and got us three or four more points in those that first ten fifteen games, and we wouldn't be where we are now, where we uh, you know watch West Ham West's West Brom, hoping <laughs> <laughs> for, um, for West Brom to do us a favour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it leads nicely onto, I guess where we are in the league, where that win leaves us. Um, 58 points, ninth place. Um, West Ham, obviously, uh, we, we, we're now, we, we're now um, past the West Ham game. Sorry, they've finished and they've obviously won. So um, we can't catch them in sixth. <laughs> um, so we, the stars are lining up for seventh place and the, the conference league. Um, I suppose still a, a lot has to happen for that to happen. Um, Spurs and Everton would have to drop points uh, and obviously we have to win our game. Um, what? I mean, oh, <laughs> I'm looking at the table now, I'm stressed, getting stressed out, but um, 
what do you think Arteta's going to like? How do you think he's going to play this this next game, the Brighton game on Sunday? Um, obviously, you can't. He's not going to go out to not win it. But do you think if there's like news filtering, I don't know. Like, how, I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely intrigued how he feels about this competition and what he, you know, like we don't want to we don't want to be in it. You know, you'd rather not be in it um, than be in it. Obviously, for, for, for obvious reasons. Sorry, but um, yeah, I just don't know how. It's going to play out on Sunday, um, and there's a Spurs factor as well, right? Obviously, um, I think we have to play to finish as high, high up the table as possible. I think that's what Arteta will do. Like this conference thing, like we could still go out of the qualifiers next season. Like he could still throw it away then, um, or we could. Yeah, we've talked about it and said, look, it's not going to be ideal. It's going to be a distraction. The reward of winning it isn't that great we'll be the first ever winners if we do get in which which always you know they can't take that away from us but um no i think look you you play to win and just see what happens but you know it does make sunday a bit more of a game for the fans who you know who want to finish above spurs rather than the players who probably yeah are going to be slightly less motivated now yeah, I think Arteta will probably also look at it and think, well, he won't want to, from a personal perspective, want to make it look like the, that we've gone backwards this year. And, you know, he, I think so I think that might play in his mind that if he finishes eighth or if he finishes seventh, then at least he can say that we haven't gone backwards in terms of league position. You know, um, I think that might weigh on his mind. And I think he'll go out, he'll go out there and he'll think, look, at the end of the day, in order for us to finish seventh, then Tottenham and Everton, both of them have to not win. And he's probably going to think one of them may win. You know, Everton against Man City on a normal, in normal circumstances, obviously you bank on Man City. Man City, you've got the Champions League final the next week. They don't care. Um, you saw they lost to Brighton. Um, and with, with, with Tottenham, again, you kind of don't know, but like, yeah, so put it this way. I think Arteta is going to go for it. I think the players will go for it. Um, you know, I think they'll really want to win. Um, it won't be easy, though, because I think this time of year, I always find it quite interesting when you play teams like Brighton, like who are, they're not relegated. Um, you know, they, 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 they're safe. What have they got to play for? I think it's the, what they have to play for is people in the shop window. Um, so I, I do find that bit, that bit quite interesting. You know, Basuma, for example, player that we've been linked with and, and, and we might quite like, he's probably there going, well, I want to put in a big performance. Mm, that's a good point. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you raised, a, you raised a quite interesting point, Raj, about Arteta not wanting to do worse, right? So I just looked at the table last season. We, yeah, so we finished eighth with 56 points. So we've actually got more points now than we did last season, which is kind of bonkers so like we have on paper improved on last season yeah um <laughs> yeah and if we finish on what the highest we can get 61 61 would have been enough to get us sixth last season like one point off fifth last season so it's all of, like i know we think we're rubbish and i like, I still think we're pretty rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, all the stats. Like, you've seen the table, which is like we were discussing, like the last 20-something games, we're one of the best teams in the country. Um, 
it's been a weird season. Like it doesn't make sense. Um, but the data, like the trend lines, the numbers all say that we are an improving team, especially in the last four or five months. Well, I've said this in arguments with, with, with fans from other clubs. And, and I think, I think, you know, when we had, when we were under Emery in Emery's first season, a lot of people have said to me, they said, Emery, Emery was so hard done by, you know, you finished fifth, you were three points behind third. Um, you know, you, you take that any day. The, the thing that I always say is that season, the first half was really good. And the second half slowly digressed into being really terrible. And that matters. That way round matters, you know. And so now I think what we're saying is, you know, it, it matters that the second half of the season has been really good. It needs to matter because we're finishing in a situation where we can genuinely look at it and go, yeah, okay, like we've not had a good season overall, but are we in a bad place? That's that's a different question, isn't it? And if and I don't think we're in a bad place. Like you say, it's how can you say we're in a bad place right now if over the last 23 games we're second in the league? Mm. Yeah. 23, 23 isn't five games. It's not 10 games. 23 is a lot of games. And you look at the yeah. table now. Uh, we're on 58 points, right? And Liverpool now, I think, we're on 66. Like, you can easily see a situation this season where we could have easily picked up nine or ten more points from just not doing ridiculously stupid things or the referee screwing us over like that Wolves game. Um, uh, 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 a couple of games. <laughs> I'm just laughing at the, the ref, the ref thing. Cause I, I mean, we, I just, yeah, I mean, I just think it, it even it evens itself out across all. The I don't know. No, no. As in, like, I, I agree with the, I agree with the stupid, yeah. stupid mistakes that we made. Obviously, right? Yeah. Like, as in, like, I don't think we're. I, I don't want to get too positive about this team either because I still feel like <laughs> we're not a good team. But like, you can easily see a situation where next season, if everyone performs the same, and we just cut out a couple of errors here and there, we get a little bit of luck from referees in crucial situations that we make up those nine or 10 points and are a lot more competitive with fourth or fifth place. But you can even simplify it even more, can you? And you say, look, all things considered, if we play next season, how we played the second half of this season, we might, we may be in the top four next season. Yeah. That's the basic. If everything else evens itself out, imagine like good, you know, refereeing, whatever. If we just play next season, how we played the second half, that's a lot of season, a half a bloody season. Yeah. If it's, as long as we do that, it would be okay. But it's just we can't deal with another absolute cluster. I mean, F, can we? Like with with you know the, the spell that we had at the, in this first half of the season was just horrible. It, we we were just terrible in every single way, and we can't do that again. I mean, this this team has just been so inconsistent, right? Um, and even the second half of the season, they're still not particularly, apart from the last four games, they've not really been that consistent. I think other teams have really fallen away, um, which has contributed to us being, would you say, the second since Christmas or 23? Yeah. yeah. Which is obviously fantastic. And I'm not, you know, taking away from that kind of progression. And yeah, like you said, the upward trend. But I feel like it's it's really simplistic to say, you know, let's implement what we've done for half season into a full season. I think there's just so much more work to do like the chance creation thing is huge like that is massive um and and that that's the hardest thing right in football scoring goals and at the moment we're not even 
creating enough. We seem to be scoring a decent number of goals, funnily enough, but it's it's from a very low number of chances in comparison to the other top teams. And that's something that I think we massively need to work on um, going into next season. Um, should we just talk about the game on Sunday then? Because obviously there is something to play for. Um, and not just the conference league position, but obviously potentially finishing well Spurs as well. Um, so there's that. And obviously we're, we, as in the three of us and Nero will be going to the game. Um, and we're all obviously very, very excited about that. Um, how are you guys are you looking forward to it? I am assuming that you are. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been over a year. It's a shame. Like, it's a shame West Ham won today because it would have been really fun mm. to just go into that with a chance of finishing six, even though it would have been very unlikely, I think. Um, but, you know, at least there is that tiny hope. Well, not tiny hope, but that tiny kind of one thing that we can clutch onto, which is potentially finishing above Spurs, um, which would just be funny more than anything else. And at least, It'd be hilarious. Yeah. We can at least then walk out of the ground feeling like, you know, achieve we achieved, <laughs> I think, the bare minimum of things this this season. Well, we haven't finished above Spurs in like four years, right, or something like that. Like it's been yeah, it's been a well, few years now. It's just it'll be incredible to think in in the season, which I think we'll all agree has been our worst overall season. Um, you know, overall season and and the season finish, all the rest of it, like no trophies, etc. In that kind of season. To finish above Spurs, when let's let's remember at one point this season, not only were they allegedly having the best front three in in the Premier League on paper, you know Bale, Kane, Son. At one point, you know when when that when that came into when Bale signed, that looked pretty scary. And then when Jose Mourinho was grinding out Jose Mourinho results, and they were top or whatever for. What November were they top? Did you say Aaron? Yeah, November, December time. Yeah, they were top. I mean, come on. (laughs) Yeah, and at that point, we were also thinking, "Are we going to get relegated here?" (laughs) We we genuinely were thinking, (laughs) yeah. If it, you know, yeah. We were discussing the price of how much our season tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It'll be the same, mate. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um, it, It would be funny, and there's a chance it could happen. Like, yeah, not. It's not impossible that like Leicester need to beat, Leicester, yeah, need yeah. to win, um, and they need goals. Um, and Spurs aren't doing too well, and we've got Brighton. So stranger things have happened. I mean, Spurs have to win, and we and if we win, assuming we win, Spurs have to win. You know, like so. So so basically, Spurs will have to get. Will have to have a very good result against a Leicester team who who will be desperate to win. You know, so it's going to be, it should be a fun afternoon. Yeah. Especially if, you know, we get news of that first goal being a Leicester goal and, and um, sends a bit of excitement into the crowd, doesn't it? Um, I mean, just, uh, you know, like you said, Aaron, and first time in a year or just over a year, um, what are you guys most looking forward to on Sunday? Apart from seeing you guys. <laughs> I'm just, just looking forward to just doing the whole routine. Yeah. Um, like getting on the overground, walking out the station, um, getting some food and something to drink beforehand. Um, and then like the walk to the ground. I'm assuming like, well, it's going to be 10,000 people there. So it'll be a lot quieter than it usually is. But, you know, we're sitting somewhere different, which is mm. nice. Mm. Um, yeah. Check out some new seats. 
Um, and yeah, hopefully the like hopefully the weather's all right and we can have a you know positive result. Let's hope we see some goals. It'll be like I think Raj, you made a good point. That's going to be the first time we've seen some of these players in the flesh, mm. um, like Odegaard, Partey, Gabriel, Gabriel. Uh, yeah, so it's it's going to be fun. Let's you know, it's a bit of a like a what's the word? It's a bit of a shame. It's the last game of the season, and um, there's not much riding on it, but. At least it gives us that little taste before next season. Yeah, I think as a fan base, like, you know, as a like society, everyone's just been through a hell of a lot. But, you know, when we think of ourselves, even as a fan base, selfishly, we've obviously just had a really rubbish year of football to go with it. Um, but the fact that, you know, we've won a number of games on the bounce, the fact that we could finish above Tottenham, you know, for the final day, um, it reminds me of that that season... I can't recall. Was it the one where we finished second to no? Yes. Yes. When Leicester won the league. Yeah. Do you remember that year? And it was on the final day of the season, wasn't it? Where Tottenham screwed up. And we've been, and I remember being in the stands. Yeah. And there was so much fun in the stands. Cause someone, you hear the goals going in and Spurs got absolutely like hammered that game. Was it Newcastle? Newcastle? Yeah, it was Newcastle. They lost like four one or something in the end. I, I, think I think so. That was Arteta's final game. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, because I remember he scored. Um, Villa? Was it Villa? He... Might be Villa, but he came off the bench and he scored like a, a defected goal. It was right in front oh, of us, actually. Maybe not Villa. And then, um, yeah, so it was, it was like a cracking day. It was really sunny. Yes, so it was. And yeah, that that was, it was just, it just made the whole day, like it was a bit of a meaningless game, but yeah, we finished second that season, which is unbelievable now. Mm. Um, <laughs> And yeah, let's just hope it. Yeah, let's hope it's a good game. Yeah, and I think it'll be a really fun atmosphere. I think I think everyone, you know, it, again, even though it has been a troubling season, I think everyone's going to be in a really good mood to go there. I think everyone will be in a good mood that it's, we've had a few good results that again potentially can beat Tottenham. Um, yeah, so I, I think overall it'll feel quite quite good. Um, I wonder if there'll be any kind of protests and stuff. It sounds like there's, talk, there's of talk a bit, right? A couple, yeah. Apparently, like security is going to be tight, so you won't be able to get like near the ground or considerably near the ground. Oh, because they'll have match day security and stuff. Um, but I think there are plans to at least uh, show some dissatisfaction. Put it that way. Mm. Yeah. Be interesting and yeah like just to get some drinks man like you know just have a drink before have a drink after we get and it's your birthday what like a birthday. couple of days day after before. day before day before yeah, on saturday so um yeah you <laughs> funny enough next year and it's more like my birthday is going to be the final day of the season <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah if you think about it yeah win, so imagine they win the league on your birthday yeah. <laughs> that's uh, calling it now mate <laughs> <laughs> nice one nice one yeah i can't wait for it either everything you guys just said um yeah pretty much feel exactly the same especially the the pre-match pint <laughs> uh one minute before going in into uh, or onto our seats <laughs> into our seats onto our seats to our seats um yeah that, that should be fun but yeah are, are they serving beer in the ground i don't know actually i'm not sure if they are we need to find out 
Yeah. Um, How are you going to find out? <laughs> <pull them up. laughs> yeah. I'm not coming then. No. <laughs> All right, nice one, boys. We get predictions then. Aaron, how do you think it's going to go? 4 0 Arsenal. <sighs> oh, we Why did not. Oh, last, sucked yeah. in. last game of the season. It's been sucked in. Four last wins. Last game of the season. The optimism is there. The pressure's off. The road to Albania begins next season. <laughs> <laughs> the final is in Albania next year. Ah. <laughs> Tirana, right? Yeah. Tirana. Right. Um, I, I think it's going to be a comprehensive w- win as well. 3 uh, 0. Oh, okay. Um, I think I think it's going to be a really entertaining game. I think um, Brighton will come and try to attack. So I think it'll be quite an open, interesting game to watch. And hopefully it is because I hope it's just a, a, a good game to watch. Yeah, I'm going to go 3 2 reverse of their result against City. So I think we'll win 3 2. <laughs> And that would be a good game to finish the season on, at least some goals or any of those results would be good, wouldn't they? Do you think? Um, do you think Spurs will slip up against Leicester? And where, where do you think we're going to finish? So I was just looking at the table, and actually, Spurs also need to win to have a chance of getting sixth. Yeah, they can still Spurs can still get sixth. Yeah, good point. so they're going to have to go for it as well. Leicester are going to need to win and potentially need to win comfortably to challenge Liverpool on goal difference. So that's certainly going to be the game. I mean, I think realistically, Leicester are just hoping, I mean, they're just hoping to win and, and hope that Liverpool slip up, right? I mean, I think they're what, four goals behind Liverpool's goal difference. So they'd have to like, yeah, now, yeah. they'd have to like win so it's like five, six, seven, nil potentially. Palace, Palace are good. Roy's last game, like Palace, Palace have caused heartbreak for Liverpool in the past. Mm. You remember when they were about to win the league? Yeah, and real. and yeah, and Suarez was in tears that day. Palace, you know, Palace, Palace, one of those teams on their day, like they'll just cause an upset, and and yeah, and uh, so it will be interesting. But like like you say, Miles, I think you know Leicester. Well, they just have to go for it, don't they? They just they just absolutely have to go for it. Um, they're in a fundamentally better place than Tottenham are. Mm. Tottenham, I think, with all the Kane stuff, mm. like it's just terrible timing isn't it uh, it's and like you know being booed off in the last home game yeah it's it's it's, it's not i don't i'm not I, i'd respect do you know what i'd respect their players a hell of a lot if they actually managed to get themselves up and win against leicester i would respect them because i i can't see it I just can't see it i yeah i mean like we we think we're like in a bad situation and you know remember how bad we felt after Villarreal. um but Spurs, man, like they must be like thinking, where the hell did they go from here? Like their best player of all time probably leaving. Um Son, you know, I, I haven't heard anything about Son leaving, but I'm sure Son's probably thinking. I think he's not signing a new deal, apparently. Something Oh really? That's what I heard. Um You know, and after that, it's gonna be bloody like Steven Bergwine to Keep them going, and they, they and they don't have like they don't have a core of young players who they can say they don't you know, have a manager. Yeah, they're young. Yeah, he's young. <laughs> he's one of the. He's younger than a lot of their players. Um, you know, like yeah, but um, they don't have that as well. You know, talking to some Tottenham fans, I think that is a really big concern because at least we can at this point kind of go, okay, yeah, things are bad or whatever. But there's like this group of young players that are going to get better. Um, they can't turn around and say that. What are they going to say? Harry Winks is going to. Get, yeah. do you know what I mean like it's not so yeah I, mean, I know we love to bash Tottenham but from a purely kind of you know even kind of uh yeah non-tribal way 
they're in a really bad spot. Yeah, because basically Daniel Levy went all in on Mourinho and was like, this is my gamble to win a trophy now. <laughs> and I'm willing to sacrifice the next three, four years at this club to just to make sure we win the trophy right now. And and they didn't. Such a big so, gamble, isn't it? It's such um, a big gamble to take. And like you just know with Mourinho, it takes two or three seasons to recover from a Mourinho season, <laughs> generally. Um, but Spurs just haven't had the academy to even like think about recovery. Like, it's... I don't know. I just... Yeah. They, they, I guess they're hoping that they get a lot of money for Kane if he does go. Or they manage to keep him. And they, if they do get the money, they spend it well. They'll get if if he goes, they'll get an absolute shitload. Like Levy's not going to let him go for anything. I don't know what the, I'm, you know. You're hearing 100, 150 billion, whatever. But it's going to be an, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. And I think it's exactly what you said, Aaron. In like they could easily waste that money, like what they did with Bale. Like if they if, he, if they go with the same tactic of let's buy six, seven, fifteen, twenty million pound players. That arguably when they did it last time, it was only Ericsson that really worked out. Yeah, uh, and they got. A- well, I think there's a fear from some Spurs fans I've spoken to is that actually Levy just uses it to pay off the stadium debt, oh. and they're worried that even if they do get 100 million, 120 million, that they won't see all of that reinvested into the team because of COVID, because of the stadium issues. But then, they're I mean, really they'd have to replace Kane because even um, what's his name? Is it Vinicius? He's on loan, right? Yeah. They'd have to go and yeah. buy a striker. And the striker, you know, half decent striker is going to cost you at least 30, 40 million quid. Especially if teams know you've got a hundred odd million from yeah. selling another player. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I think the other thing is, again, not being tribal about this, but let's be honest. Are uh, managerless Tottenham, let's just assume they're managerless, let's just say even if they have a manager, uh, are Tottenham in the Europa League without Harry Kane big draw for players like who like, how, like if you're a player and like you're you're a, you're a talented player who has options why would you go to Tottenham in that situation I can understand if Tottenham in the Champions League then you're playing in the Champions League mm. I, I get that I can even get it to a certain extent if Mourinho is your manager because maybe Mourinho has some pull um but it's it's tough for Spurs you know it's just tough for Arsenal as well don't get me wrong like they're you know for us to attract players is tough as well right now but mm. You know, again, like if you, you know, for, for in a summer where you're going to lose your best player, like your talisman, and when, like, yeah, again, like you, you, you're not really sure who your manager is or whatever, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for them to get the same level of quality, like to get 30 goals a season from Kane um, and someone who can play so well and compliment uh, Him Ming Song as well. Um, like you see, they've brought Vinicius in, and no, I don't know if he's you know, doesn't seem anything special, but I'm sure he's a perfectly capable striker. But as a team, they just look completely lost without Kane. Do you remember there were those periods where Kane was injured, where like Son would play almost as a central striker, and actually they looked okay at times. Mm. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I, right. I wonder if I wonder if they'll do that. They'll go oh, screw it, make Kane the main man, and then you know try and buy a winger I I, I don't know Mm -hmm. Um, 
but they're going to need to they're going to need to nail down who their manager is because I think I think as well as one of those things like like you say you can't attract if you can't attract that top caliber of player you kind of need a manager who's going to be able to have like a decent plan and actually get more out of a bunch of components. Um, and that's and then what what Matt who, who's in the pipeline for managers now? I don't even know who that who's there anymore for them. Frank Lampard maybe. I mean no no chance. I mean. No, yeah, that, that's not going to happen. I don't think that'll happen for a number of reasons. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know who who else is going to going to be there. Let's see. It will be interesting, All right, guys. Well, we look forward to Sunday. Um, and I guess as we're at the game, um, it's going to be a different discussion post match for us, um, depending on how drunk we get. But yeah, um, until then, guys, we'll uh, we'll take care, and we'll we'll see you after the uh, the Brighton game. Cheers. Cheers. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.